Worn a wizard's hands, he can probably tell. We can't do magic and we cannot cast spells. We just never lie in a monkey normal everyday way. And I might might even run away. On this episode, I just must speak. So let me decide what happens to me. Working on the game with an absolutely longish way. I've totally just lost count. <laughs> I don't even. That's you totally get... fine. I mean, once you get beyond like twenty or thirty, you, might you don't as well. need to know every single one. Exactly. I think this is episode. I don't know. I don't know what episode it is. I'm not really <laughs> that. You know, I've I've tried. I've tried. It's like I mean, some people know exactly how many board games they have. I mean, some people catalogue. <laughs> On Board Game Geek, every single thing, and you say, "Oh, how many do you have?" Oh, let me check. It's oh, oh. two hundred and seventy-four. And even and... go as far as using the app as well, so they can tell you how long they've played it. I see, like Steve Tudor on Polyhedron, Polyhedron Collider, is like you get a, a tweet from him on Twitter saying, uh, "He's just he's he's played, uh, he played." You know, we probably history. should just say, "Dude, let's do the intro like I'm Bess and you're Richard." There we go, and that's it. That's the intro. And this is We're Not Wizards. And this is, you've caught us kind of mid-conversation because it's almost <laughs> like we've been sitting down having a cup of tea together and catching up and then you've walked into the you've walked into the cafe as usual about 15 minutes, probably missed your bus or you had some kind of home emergency or you forgot to charge your phone so you had to charge it for 10 minutes before you turned up. So welcome to We're Not Wizards. As I say, uh, my name's Richard. I am joined by the force yes. of the force of nature. <laughs> As we discussed, the hur- the hurricane of feathers, <laughs> the hurricane of feather boas, probably, um, that is Bez. <laughs> so, um, hello to everybody. Hello to you, Bez. How are you doing? Hello, Richard, and hello, everyone listening. Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm excited, honestly, to for everything I've got ready this year. It's. I was actually speaking to... You know, I'm a bit of a floozy, I must admit. I mean, you were my first, I'll never forget that. Yeah. But then I went on to the board game workshop, and I went on to the Maple Syrup show, and it's, you know, been so good. (laughs) You've just been about town, let's face it. You've been about podcast town, because it's not just that, because I heard you um, were floating about... um, Unlucky Frog. Unlucky Frog as well, yeah. The other Scottish gaming podcast, because apparently there's free. There's apparently three. This is the reason that we do this show is because there are quite simply not in, not enough podcasts. There's not enough podcasts out there about board games, and there's not enough podcasts. Um, you know, there, well, there's not enough podcasts in general. I think there should always be more podcasts, but we are actually only one of three um, podcasts out there from Scotland. You know, and unlucky, so unlucky frog is one of them. And what's the name of the other one? Um, I keep getting it wrong now because we haven't spoken to them. But it's the, f- <laughs> it's like the, f- it is the first player token. I kept calling them. I was like, I was editing something today, and I realised I called them the first player marker. So I'd like to wholeheartedly apologise for calling them that. It's probably wrong. It probably is. But we still haven't spoken to them. So 
And apparently on their latest thing they said they're gonna be having to scale back their kind of their board game coverage a bit really? anyway. So yeah. Wow, so there is basically only two. Well no, no, no we can't no, we can't just throw out somebody just because they don't cover board game. I mean if I mean if we, they don't have board game coverage, they're not to Scottish board game. They're podcast. not doing it as much as we are, but then in all fairness, if we didn't have all the guests that we had on then, in all fairness, if it was me and Colin doing games, playing games, and then going on the show, and if we did a show every time we were able to get, actually get together and play some games, then we would probably wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't be releasing like two or three shows a week. So, you know, you've got to be grateful for fantastic guests like yourself. Um, <laughs> but, I mean... I want to yeah, like, sure, but the thing is, you do do that, and you know, as long as they've got some board game content, okay, you can call them a Scottish board gaming podcast. Yes. But for now, well, we'll see what happens in the future, I guess. I mean, yeah. I do want to ask you, Richard. Yes. Like, how much time do you actually spend listening to podcasts in a typical day? Let's say. In a typical day, um, I would say approximately um, maybe as much as two hours a day. Okay. Potentially, yeah, that's quite potentially, a bit. potentially more. Um, I mm. usually my secrets are I put podcasts on at uh, what just over one and a half times the speed. So I'm at, I'm at mm. currently at one point six, and I'm working up the way, which means that it's really weird because when I speak to people that I've listened to on podcasts like the Unlucky Frog Game Gaming Guys, uh, Josh and Ben. They were considerably slower when I was talking to them in real life because I was used yeah, to them being kind of like one what and you're a, saying. one and a half times the speed. So I was like used but to them. Some yeah. it differs from person to person. I mean, some podcasts like Mark Rosewater's Drive to Work. Yes. he's really animated, and I, most podcasts I tend to listen to on double speed. But Mark Rosewater, I mean. Yeah, unless it's something I've already listened to before, because I'm actually making my way through all the episodes a second time, in fact, with that. But, um, no, I wouldn't um, normally listen to him at double speed also, like, just because the man's brilliant, personally, I think. But, yeah, what were we talking about? Yeah, no, I do. Oh, listen. yeah, this yeah. year. Two hours, um, two hours a, yeah, two hours a day. And it depends what I'm listening to, because sometimes there'll be, there's a lot of, um, at the moment, I seem to be getting kind of caught up in Game of the Year shows, because um, Christmas has just been, but then there's a, usually a glut of kind of people talking about 2017. So I've been, uh, I've been speaking, I've been listening to Polyhedron Collider, quite a bit. I was listening to obviously Unlucky Frog Gaming. There was a couple of video game people that I'm catching up on. Uh, the wonderful Twin Humanities. Um, their, their Game of the Year show is like two and a half hours long. So I've just started that. That's with the wonderful Paddy and CJ. And then I also listened to God as a Geek who were doing like they did like a series of shows, like a two hour show kind of thing. So they, were, they did about seven or eight of them Rining up, up, to, so they picked a topic and then they discussed it, and then they, they kind of seen where it fit in the kind of the, the, the game of the year thing. So, I don't, do you know what? I only generally listen to um indie podcasts, so I'm more likely to listen to kind of like you won't, it's really, it's not like a snobby thing, but I won't necessarily listen to like the to I like saw. say them. 
Yeah, I won't listen to the Dice Tower. I don't. I used to listen to Shut Up and Sit Down, but I kind of, I kind of. Um, it's not. I don't like them. I still listen to them on occasion, but um, yeah, it's almost like. But I like. Do you know what? It's probably because I like to hear. I like to catch up with the output of my peers, kind of thing. Um, and do you and, feel like those people are kind of too far away and too lofty, or? No, it's not that. That's a, you know because. I've I've actually interacted with Matt Lees and 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 Quinns and I've even kind of emailed cool. Paul back and forward quite a few quite a few to Paul Dean quite a for, back and forth quite a few few times in the past. Um, I actually drew them all as video game characters, if I'm being perfectly honest, about three four years ago. So and they were all characters from, I think they were characters from Dark Souls, and I think I drew Paul Dean as um, Benjamin Franklin, and they've all they've kind of all got their drawings. But um, yeah, so I don't, it's not that, it's just that um, when you, like say like Board Games in Bed, and then you see their new like podcast, and I kind of like, I saw them, I went, okay, I'll check them out, and then you find out you, you really like them, so you end up listening to them because you really like them, so every time they've got an episode on, because it's like, it's half an hour, it's easy to say, well, I'll fit it into the commute, I'll fit into the first part of the commute, and then I can start you know, another episode. So what from I'm somewhere hearing else. is basically that you might like the Dice Tower or Shuts Up and Sit Down, but for you, you there's something about board games in bed where you like it even more because of the idiosyncratic nature of it. I like, you know, I like the. I guess you know what the other thing is as well is you, I've kind of you get to know the people kind of really well over the period of time because I've actually spoken to them, and I guess interacted to them. And interacted with them, which is a bit strange. I don't know. I don't want to say anything that's kind of you know. <laughs> have people no, going? You you know, I mean... is he not just being a bit kind of anti snobby by not wanting to listen to kind of like the dice tower? But then, for every kind of dice tower that everybody listens to, um, there's like you know you find something like the you know you do find something like the Unlucky Frog Gaming podcast, or you find board games in bed, or you stumble across like what. Um, you know, you find what let you know Luke Hector's doing, or you listen to kind of like gaming rules, or you know, there's all these little kind of other mm. kind of other podcasts out there where I kind of feel a little bit of loyalty because I speak to them and interact with them on Twitter, so I kind of enjoy their content from a distance. It's kind of like stalking, but it's not like stalking because everybody everybody has access to the conversation. It's not like I'm hanging outside their window just listening to what they're having for dinner. Can we please move on? Because I think I've talked myself into a huge giant yeah, hole sure. Let's, the size of um, Nebraska. Let's talk, talk about, about Monopoly. Let's talk about Monopoly again. No, I think, let's talk about you know your original question of how I'm doing because you know this is meant to be a quick start to the kickstart <laughs> in theory. It's like, I mean... No, every other episode, it's been like, boom, get in there, talk about it, get out. But, you know, I'll note that, you know, the other two times I came on, mm -hmm. because I think it's been two times and this is the third. Yes, it um, is. So the other two times I did show notes, and this time I've not. And so... Um, You're turning into me, my dear. <laughs> see, <laughs> we need to, show notes. I've, see, you know. we need to talk about, for sure, you know, the six games the six feature games in the Wibble++ plus plus deck and why they're all bad. And then we need to talk about <laughs> Kitty Cataclysm and go through all the reasons why that's a terrible game. Why? And why you wouldn't want to back it. Why? Is this some kind of negative kind of negative reinforcement? Something, some kind yeah, of Oh, you mean reverse self. psychology? Yeah, that's the... Thank you for making me look like an idiot. <laughs> okay. I mean, re negative reinforcements would be like, oh... 
you're not backing my game. Here, have some electric shocks. Yeah, that... I mean, I think that would be illegal. <laughs> Probably electric, electric shock therapy for not backing a Kickstarter coming near you. Um, you know what they will have eventually on Kickstarter? They'll have VR Kickstarter that you'll be able to go in and actually start mucking around with the board game before you go ahead and back it. Well, you've already got Tabletopia and... We have. You know, you have like people doing that or Tabletop Simulator for, you know onto Kickstarter for folk who are a bit more organised. It's only a matter of time before it goes, kind of, people say, well, here's my game, but don't just play it on Tabletopia, actually stick your headset on and um, and have a shot of it, kind of like in real time. You know, it's kind of, it's good. Um, I just wanted to touch, because we had a conversation about Monopoly and we went through things that were good and things that were bad. I just wanted to touch on the fact that my son got Monopoly Gamer for Christmas, which is the Nintendo version, and I would like to say that we have consistently played it because it's actually not a terribly bad game, it's kind of quite, it's quite fun and it's not really kind of cutthroaty like Monopoly but it still has all the I mean, is it quite different because you are only playing at two players though? Um, no, because we've played it three players. I thought have we played it four players yet. I think it'd be a bit more cutthroat if it was. No, it's not because there's effects in the game. Like you have, you have, you don't just have two six-sided dice. You've got a six-sided dice, and you've got a dice that's got special abilities on it. So, for you know, Mario has. You've got the ability to roll like a red shell or a green shell or a a squid or a like a pow block, and those things have effects in like removing coins or making people um, drop coins, because you don't have money. You've got like the gold coins in the Mario game, so you'll actually drop coins on the board on your space, and people that are rolling past and taking over from you, um, or going passing through the space, will actually collect the coins as well. It's good, it's fun, is it... Is it Monopoly? Yes, it is. It's. I, I remember playing another child's version of Monopoly a couple of years ago. In fact, three or four years ago, when they had sanitized the rules so much, it was awful. Nobody, nobody won, which is the worst thing. Everybody oh. was the winner at the end, which was hateful. And in this, you actually fight. You go against a series of. Every time you pass go, you go against a series of bosses from the Mario game. So you'll go eventually go up against Bowser. And all, everything's worth points. So every boss you beat is worth points. When you gather like a house, and it's, it's the worth first points. to a certain number, isn't it? Rather than last well, person in the game. Yeah, like once yeah, game. yeah, once you go around the board like six times. Well, once one yeah, and this is the interesting thing. It's a really really quick game. The more players you have, because you basically you have like up to about eight bosses. So it's as everybody passes go, you get oh, to have so a shot at the boss. Oh, so you basically go round the boards X yeah. number of times and end the game. That's ends. it, that's so it, it's finished, got yeah. its own timer. It's got its own limitation to it, so, you know, it's kind of fun. You can have a three-player game, and then mm. basically once you've kind of gone round the board like about three times, that's the game over, it's finished, you top up your points. So it delightfully doesn't... I know I'm waxing lyrical, but Monopoly, I can't believe it. But anyway, it delightfully doesn't kind of overstay its tongue. And it's got the lovely kind of like cutesy Nintendo IP, and it names all the cards after kind of um, areas within the castle. So Mayfair and Park Lane are like um, Peach's Castle and, and Bowser's Castle, you know, those are the highest ranks. But you've got things like Donut Plains is in there. and no, it's so sounds- 
it's love. It's love. Let's leave Monopoly for now. Yes. Let's, let's talk about me. Let's talk about you because <laughs> this is why you're here. Um, yeah. I we met at the Glasgow Games Festival. Yes, we did. And you got to play Yogi, the new and, version of In a Bind. And uh, and uh, my son, who you met, he bought it, <laughs> mm. and he loves it. And he still plays it, and uh, he challenges himself to how many cards that he can potentially get on his person when he's playing it. I think he says, "I think he's he's what's his record?" I think he's managing. He's trying to get up to twenty. I think that's that's really good. That's the challenge that he set for himself. Oh, he's not gotten there yet. Okay. No. So how 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 he's going to do there in the long term? We shall only. We shall only but see. We shall only but see. So we played Yogi, which was really, really good. Um, we also, um, we also, you had also to go got off Wibble plus plus. Yes. Um, no, we didn't. I don't think we had a play. We had a. Um, we took that home, and um, James has played it at um, his house and says it's. He's, he's he's been playing a couple of variations. He says, but. I think they played a lot more Yogi because I think they found that because um, James loves it and he just says you've got to play this, let's play this, and he's quite kind of forceful with it. I'm trying, but let's talk about Wibble Plus Plus because you said there's um, you want to give us some reasons why it's the most terrible game that you don't want to play with the new stuff that you're releasing well, for it. Ba- yeah, basically. So um, you know, I I was thinking, okay, this isn't some random kinds of reverse psychology thing. Honestly, I realised that a good game, okay, hear me out, mm-hmm. like you could have a game that's literally about killing people, like about literally killing people in real life. Yeah. As in you need to kill people, uh, or you might, but that might be a game theoretically that is really useful for a war situation. I, I don't know, like probably... Like, we could ask whether we need wars or not, but my point was basically that any game, let's say you've got a game that I might think it's terrible, someone else might enjoy it, you know, whether it's a good game or not is all in the eye of the beholder, so long story short, I'm not going to do a whole one-hour ramble here, let's just say a game is only good, like, depending on when it's been played by people who are enjoying it, if you know what I mean, and it's kind of... A good thing for the players, do you know what I mean? Yes. I don't know how to express this properly, but basically it's all about that interaction between the game, the rules, and the people who are playing, and that's the important thing. Because I don't want people going in and thinking this is going to be a heavy game, this is going to be a really meaty game. And I don't want people thinking, oh, this is going to be a thematic game. Because if they think, you know fundamentally part of the responsibility of a game is not only to be the best it can be to deliver one particular experience but also to say you know for you to then like advertise whether it's on the box or via your marketing or whatever and like this is what the experience is and so yeah basically like wibble itself so wibble plus plus the deck um it's got 48 cards two letters on a card, board around it, a number that tells you how often the lower letter appears and the top letter always appears six times. Yeah. So it's a common letter, an uncommon letter, a number that shows you how often it is, border, 
the new the old version it was just in a tuck box with a bit of paper um, info pack and all the rules were on cards. This new one's going to be a lot fancier with kind of a two-piece box, like it's going to be literally gold, like gold cold foil stamped. It's going to have like nicer cards and each game's going to come on its own bit of paper. So there's actually space. Like with Grabble, I've got space to do a little comic, kind of as an example of play. And then with um, Fable, I've got space to kind of just, you know, go into, here are some examples of interesting words that you might want to use for the letters Q or X. And for phrasal I've got some like here's some tips for fun because kind of going a bit further and yeah just anyway but fundamentally it's still this one deck and so going through the games let's examine them so Wibble firstly it's a short game I mean it's about I don't know Generally, it can be over in 15 minutes, and, you know, if you're really wanting to sit down and play a long game, no, this isn't for you. Also, it's a turn. It There's no turns in it. So, like, you know, some people can be turned off by that. Yeah, they want kind of um, defined phases of a game, and some people, um, some people like the kind of the rule situation in a game, and come to really, really enjoy a game um, just because they know that they're going to do X on this phase and Y on this phase and Z on this phase yeah, and, and then they're going to go back to ABC. Yeah. Sometimes it's meditative almost, like it's, oh, now it's my turn to act. Like, now it's your turn and now it's my turn and this is very pleasant. But Wibble isn't about that. I mean, Wibble's a bit loud and maybe you'll find that annoying. And, you know, it's actually literally loud and that people need to shout and people need to shout clearly, and if you're shy, then, and you don't want to shout, and speak loud enough for everyone to hear you, then maybe it's not a game for you. <laughs> Is this your reverse psychology going in motion then? Well, you know, by negative, you know, if you do want to shout, then it is a game for you, but yeah. genuinely, if you don't, then it's not a game for you, seriously. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I don't want I mean, someone buying it and then being like, oh, hey, I was expecting a thematic game. <laughs> to be fair, if they bought it and then were expecting a thematic game about dinosaurs, then clearly yeah. they've not even read the Kickstarter page or looks at any of the pictures. But fundamentally, it's a totally abstract game about words. And if you, want, if you are not cool with an abstract game about words, then you shouldn't be buying it. Well, you know, it's like you get people kind of writing to you and complaining that I, I thought this was Scythe. <laughs> I thought this was scythe in a small box. I thought this was tiny epic scythe. <laughs> but fundamentally, I mean, isn't that you can say anything's bad because it's not something else? I mean, for example, you know, cold is arguably bad only because it's the absence of warmth. Yes. But then on a summer's day, you know, if it's 70 degrees outside and you've been outside in the garden, you want to go in and get yourself a nice drink. Yeah, but not, you're not too gonna cold. Run something, you know, you're not going to you're not going to run yourself, you know, a nice drink from the hot tap, are you? So I that's understand, when cold yeah. kind of steps in and it's kind of it's kind of kind of nice. But like some people about... are mental. Some people might want their tea or coffee after a hot day's work. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that my uh, 
Uh, we used to get that on a lot. I was like, can I get some juice? No, no, I'll make you a cup of tea. It's like, I don't want a cup of tea. A cup of tea is just going to eat me up even more, mother. Um, you know, that was that was a that was a, a, a quick delve into my childhood. Um, the thing about Wibble, though, is it's <clears throat> the rules that you've set, you know, Grabble and... You no, know, I wasn't was talking about Wibble. I was talking about Wibble specifically yeah. because the six featured games... So like I've said, every year from 1st of August 2017, there will be a new featured game. Yeah. And so um, the first five in the deck were Wibble, which is a word game, shouting yeah. out really quickly. Grabble, which is like a two-minute game about just purely grabbing things. Phrasal, which is kind of creativity, making other people laugh with reverse initializations, And then Fable, which is storytelling. And alphabetical is putting things into alphabetical order. A bit of card counting and memory can be useful if you are an adult and really want to win. And then the one that I added last 1st of August was Couple, which is probably the meatiest. And it, but again, if you want a really heavy strategic game, like if you want anything to do with, you know, numeracy, like power grids, you know, or stuff where you're thinking, okay, this and this. You know, none of these games are going to really go into that for you. And Couple, it's actually a pleasant turn-based experience. And, you know, if you want a fast game, then obviously don't play it. And it, the problems with it are that, like, it's only for two players. And, you know, you can't play it with more, you can't play it with less. And there's, it's all about communication and potentially that might be something that's very player dependent. I've got rules to try and govern the alpha player problem where you can only speak during your own turn. Yes. But again, it's like people can make anything bad. Do you know what I mean? Because it's all about the people. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's... Um... I've seen games, I mean, I've seen, well, everybody, everybody knows games of that. There are games that require a little bit of characterization. There are games that require a little bit of, you know, like your bargaining. I mean, okay, your social deduction games are a good mm. one. I mean, if you take, say, Mysterium, okay, which Colin still claims that I don't like, even though I, I obviously love it um, to bits. But, um, and I do, it's a really good game. But... You, there's two ways you can play that. Yes, you can play it so that everybody's sitting around the table and you kind of, not dress up, but you put on voices or you over-dramatise what you're saying and stuff like that. Or you can just play it kind of going, you know, you get your cards and you go, right, it was the nun. And that's it, you know, I'm guessing the nun. I'm putting my, th you know, I'm putting my, my token down on the nun to guess it's and the so nun. And so basically what round. you're saying is that for you... It's the silly voices and the getting into character that makes that game. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, what, I isn't think... a bit of role playing going to make any game probably a little bit more fun when there's a theme? I mean, if you play King of Tokyo, and then you start going as a cyber bunny, I'm going to kill you. Or whatever. And that's no way. That's a cyber bunny. It was meant to be like three different people. Why is that? So, like, that the first one was, I'm going to kill you. That's the cyber bunny. 
And then well, Cyber Bunny's going to sound like some kind of metallic thing, isn't it? Seriously, I mean, I'm um, not. You know, seriously. okay, you do a Cyber Bunny. All right, okay, okay. Give me a second, right? <clears throat> Where are the carrots? Show me them, or I will disintegrate hmm. you. You know, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, like, yeah, it's see? kind of Silonish. It's aggressive enough. Well, it's aggressive enough, but they're wanting the carrots, so it's not like they're trying to eat people. Anyway, we're moving... So, yeah, my point is that any game could probably be improved by silly voices and getting into character and making an occasion of it. Yeah, I know, but there's kind of, like, where it's where it's needed and where it's not needed. I can't imagine people doing, like, silly voices when they're maybe... Doing a Agricola. Maybe playing, well, Agricola or Power Grid. Mm. You know, Love Letter, maybe, yes, but it's kind of... I, I mean, when you've got games which you've, I guess you've got kind of restricted on the rules... It depends on a level of involvement. There will be some people that will play to the rules and that'll be it. And you don't you don't get an awful lot of give back from them. They take their turn, they get involved, but it's either maybe because the game isn't engaging with them maybe enough. Maybe it's a parable for life. I mean, it's all about if you give more, then you get more back. And it's like, you know, if you are willing to get involved and interact, then you're more likely to have more fun. Whereas if you are just wanting to be all aloof, well, maybe you're not going to have such a good time. But maybe sometimes people aren't people aren't necessarily like that because they're being difficult or aloof. Sometimes people, when people play a game, it's because they aren't just that they're not that person that's being aloof. They're just not that person that feels comfortable enough. They like the rule set because the rules decide that you know. In this circumstances, in this situation, that's very true. Everybody has to do the same thing. There's only that. There's only five different things you can do. You know, it's viticulture, mm. the kind of thing. You can place. You know, you can place your meeple here. You can go here. You can put your worker here. Sure, you and sometimes you don't want your focus to be on you. Sometimes, yeah, you just want it to be. Yeah, I'm doing my own thing, carefully yeah. constrained by the rules. Yeah, people pl- remember that some people play, um, some people play tabletop and board games to get you know to to lose themselves from other things that are going on as well. So, you know, um, that's an important part of some people when we play at the club on Friday, if they've had a bad week, they'll have a rant about it. Like yours truly, I've been known to have a rant. But there will be some people that will just be set there that will be glad that they are currently, you know, in a land grab exercise while playing Scythe. Or they are running about in their Indiana Jones type setup playing Karuba. Or they are settling down, going down, you know, they're fighting. They're going, they're trying to avoid the gaze of a dragon while they're playing Clank. So you do get some people that like kind of use the board game thing as an escape, which is a very, mm. you know, it's, it's a very, very important, of very, course. very important thing as well. So I don't, I don't, and you know, it, it's like kind of getting back and bringing it full circle. If that's the kind of game that you want, where things are very constrained and you've got to make sorts of decisions and never have to focus on you. Then two of the games, Fable, in the Wibble++ deck, which is all about storytelling, that's a terrible game for it. As well as Frazel, that's a terrible game. I mean, it's clearly only good if you are, like, either... You know, one time there was a person called Jez from Toy Shop in Dunfermline. I think it was Dunfermline? Dunblane, sorry. Yeah. Um, And... 
yeah, so Jez is sitting there, three of us are kind of making phrases, and at the end he says, oh, I really enjoyed that. I wasn't contributing, but I really enjoyed listening to you guys. Yeah. And fair enough, like, if you are okay doing that, then you might still enjoy phrasal, because phrasal is kind of like everyone jumps in as much as you can contribute. But then also the rules are a bit woolly, because it's down to the judge to see how long the round lasts. Yeah. And so some people really don't like that. And some people are like, oh, I want to know exactly how long it lasts, or I want everyone to have exactly one turn. Which in this game, because it's all about the creativity, that doesn't work, because everyone takes different lengths of time. So you want to have the people who are quick at it coming, jumping in first, and then the people who are a bit slower get a bit more time to continue thinking. Mm -hmm. And... Whereas Fable, the other creativity one, it's just you've got to continue the sentence of a story. And again, I mean, you don't need to do much. So if you are not able to think of much, you can just do the simplest thing and then pass it on. But you've got to be okay with that. Do you know what I mean? You, If you are someone who's always got to win or you think it needs to be about actual strategy, then, you know, that's a pure activity. It's hardly even a game i mean on the instructions it specifically says if anyone is happy you all win and that's the win condition because it's not even mm. meant to be about winning or losing that particular one it is genuinely a game-like activity for want of a better word is it more in your experience is it more difficult to make a game where the rules are based around interactivity between the players than rules which are just, you know, you have to do this, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this, kind of thing. I mean, I'll say something like, say, alphabetical, yeah? Mm. That's that's a fairly easy rules, but, you know, here's the cards, put them in order, blah, 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 that's it. I mean, whereas there's is there there's not really, there's only so many ways you can interpret rules like that, isn't there? I mean, yeah, do you... Do you, do you, I mean, do you, is that what you're, are you, because you always strike me as you're a very social person. You're very, very social. When I met you, when I met you in, in Glasgow, there was a presence around you. And it was a very kind of, there was a lot of energy. You were very open. You were very welcoming. You were very, very sociable. You kind of, you're putting yourself out there. There's always a smile. There's always an encouragement to get people to, to do everything from you to know draw playing, the cats. playing yoga, yeah, exactly. To actually getting people who couldn't, you know, who who I, and I saw a couple of people. I can't draw, I can't draw, and you still put them down on the table and you put a marker, <laughs> you put a marker in their hand and you got them to draw a cat, kind of regardless. So I mean, it's like you don't. So like, yeah, that's something I started at testing, and you don't want to force people who really don't want to do it, but it's kind of a fine line. But you've got to somehow understand when people are like oh i can't draw and they don't believe in themselves and maybe just being allowed to draw something they'll surprise themselves and then you stick it up on the wall because it's not about whether you've got drawn a good cat or a bad cat but sorry i'm whereas obviously if someone was like oh i really don't want to do it and they were scared i wouldn't you know Basically, what I'm saying is if you see me at a convention, don't be scared to come up because you think I'm going to force you to draw a cat. Like, I'll <laughs> encourage you, but not force you. <laughs> but that's really, really important. I mean, it is, you know, it is about that because it's something, you know, 
yeah, I mean, it's the kind of the pressure for somebody to go ahead and actually buy, to actually buy into that and actually go, it's the buy-in that's more important than the actual mm. skill that's kind of involved. You know, and, and that's a really, a really important thing about any type of game at the beginning. If you don't get people's buy-in at an early stage, then you'll never convert people around from, oh, yeah, I'll play this game if I have to, to them going, actually, yeah, I'm, you know, they move to being, well, I'm neither here nor there if we play that game, to the point where they're saying, right, make sure if we're going anywhere for a period of time on holiday, make sure that we pack this game with us. So it's kind of like different, kind of different levels of, um, different levels of buy-in. Do you, I mean, do you have lots of ideas still for Wibble Plus Plus? I mean, obviously, with it... Absolutely, with, and... I mean, the amazing thing is that, uh, firstly, I'm still getting ideas. And as I, I mean, more, look at Magic the Gathering, for example. And that's been going for so many years and are still coming up with new mechanisms to play within the same set of rules, new yeah. ways to take it. Yeah. And Wibble++, plus plus, it's got the borders, it's got the letters, it's got the number. And you could do so much with that. I mean, look at what you can do with a deck of playing cards. And a year ago, I was saying that I wanted it to be the second best game system. Mm -hmm. But um, what I've decided now is I don't want it to be the second best anything. Like, let's not worry about which is the best or which is the second best. I want this to be the best curated game system. I want it to be like... Um, because... Other things might have fallen it into that accidentally, but um, you know, like it's about Andrew Dennison who made the idea of putting things into an alphabetical order, and then I used that idea to make the one-player game Puzzle, and Puzzle's going to be the new game for 1st of August 2018, and it's a game that was actually a contributing factor to how the letters were arranged because it's in, been in development that long. Yeah. But um, this game, Puzzle, wouldn't have come about if it weren't for Andrew Dennison's alphabetical. And things feed back into each other. And then I learned techniques about the cards. It's like, oh, you could make a game where you've got to really focus on using the lower letters. And that's not in any of the six featured games currently, but there's like five different games I've been playing around with this. And I've got to really get better at putting stuff on the website and cataloging it. And that's something that I'm really planning to concentrate on for January and February to try and get, you know, 27 games on there as quickly as I can so I can say there's more games than there are letters in the alphabet. But it's... Have you lost, I mean, have you lost ideas? As in, have you had an epiphany at three o'clock in the morning and thought, oh, that would be brilliant. And then kind of went, but I'll get some sleep first and then I'll write about it later. <laughs> and then when you you wake up the next morning, you're like, I can't even remember what I was going to call it. I can't, I can't think of anything like that. Mm. I mean, for whatever <laughs> reason, I'm quite good at remembering rules maybe. Or if I forget them, then maybe I'll just forget that I even had the idea. So it's quite possible that I might have had some brilliant ideas Forgot yeah. the ideas, but then even forgot that I had the ideas. So that's okay, <laughs> at least from my perspective. But 
I imagine it will seep into the subconscious and then it will come up again at some later points. But I mean, is, is it is it difficult to walk away from where Wibble is and try and work on other projects, or do you do you kind of welcome the break? to be working on a different kind of IP. I mean, we're talking, obviously, Kitty Cataclysm. Mm. I mean, is that something that you... Do you work up to a point where you're kind of like, you know what, I if I have to look another letter, I'm going to hurt somebody. And you know when to honestly, walk away. I love it because I don't enjoy so much the sorts of um, making components parts of games. And also, just working with a game system, it feels like, you know, the whole idea of making words that you score for every lower letter you use. So then suddenly, munch is an amazing word, whereas territorial would get you one point, I believe, because L is the only letter in territorial that's a lower one. And so... Imagine, a, I mean, a game in which munch is a much better word than territorial and it's four times better. Mm. I mean, that's going to make you think about things in a new way. And then there's different ways that you can play about with this. And, you know, there's there was a review of Wibble++ that went up and he didn't review any of the games. He just kind of gave one-line descriptions for each of the five games that come in the box and then was basically like, yeah, um, this is the deck, and here's my own game that I made. And hey, <laughs> ultimately, if you get into it, if you're willing to come into it with an open mind, and give, then you'll have a great time. And this is what you're getting, and I think it's good. And I thought it was like a really nice high-level kind of review, how he approached it from such a different point of view, but the reason I brought it up was because the game, which was just discussing with him, it's got like some new techniques that um, no one's thought of before in the past two years with the Wibble Plus Plus deck. And so it's things like that that give me almost certainty. Not You can never be 100% certain, but it gives me faith that I believe that in 10 years' time there will still be surprises to be discovered within the deck and I'll still be surprised by some of the things that people will be coming up with and then asking them oh can I take this on a wee twist and do you mind if I properly change all this design but take this wee element of it and it's amazing what you can do. Have you thought about extra components for 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 it then? Yeah. Are you I mean, have you thought about, you know, could we, could you add, you know, some lettered dice in there, you know, to make things interesting? Ah. Could you add, uh, uh, you are you going to bring in lettered dice just because I've mentioned it? I think that would no. be a cool addition. I think it would bring in, it would bring in um, a little bit of randomness. Maybe in five I years, I don't know. Then we'll talk. <laughs> then but we'll talk. I. I mean, I was. I thought you were going to talk something like more like, oh, use some poker chips for currency, or use some little cubes because you can do things like that, or even pen and paper. And honestly, I've been trying to avoid anything that you don't get into the in the deck itself for as long yeah. as possible. 
because yeah. I quite like the idea that you get this box and everything there is self-contained. I mean, alphabetical, you might need pen and paper to record your score, which is slightly unsatisfying, but for the most part, like someone made a really cool poker game, but I don't want to put that on the website just yet. I feel almost like, okay, let's give it a year or two and see what everyone comes up with. Give everyone a chance to really think and yeah. come up. If you can't count score with pen and paper and you can't count score with, um, you know, currency, maybe you're going to do it with the cards. But how do you do that in a poker style game? I mean... I don't know, maybe there's an interesting solution, but if we just accept the easy solution of using other counters, then we're, we might never reach there, do you know what I mean? No. And no. I also feel like, um, I mean, one day I want to have board games where the Wibble++ plus plus deck is just a tiny component. So um, David Brain, he made a game called Truck and Kel. Yeah. And so you're picking up goods, delivering them. But then the thing is, you might be delivering furniture to somewhere. You might be delivering sofas or chairs or lampshades. I mean, that's a bit long. But everything you deliver, you need to spell out. And that was like such a lovely idea. And it uses a board. It uses some extra cards and also some little cubes. And it's something that I could imagine myself producing in a really small run, maybe even 500 or a thousand and just never doing it again. Yeah. Because okay. it's like just a really nice game. And maybe there's other things that use Wibble++ as a component. But um, I don't want to kind of take away from it. Because it feels like saying, oh, you need poker chips. Oh, you need this. Then people, when they go onto the website, they don't know what they need. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I guess, and I don't know. I guess if you're going to talk about components, then you really, you really kind of have to provide them. I remember getting a, I remember getting a Kickstarter card game that was stunning, amazing, lovely, wonderful, and needed a D twenty or something or a D thirty, and I didn't, I didn't have one because you know oh. I don't, you know I'm not, I don't have a large collection of you know dice. I don't have a large collection of very much anything unless it's kind of cardboard related. But that kind of like I went, oh, that's a bit rubbish. I've now got to go out and buy myself a whole pile of dice, you know, in order to be able to kind of play this game at all in the first place, unless I'm. Kind of mm. keeping, and it was. I think it was one of these things that you needed two twenty-sided dice. One of them was kind of like helping you keep an eye on your your power, and the other one was helping keep an eye on your life points. So it was a bit. I don't know. I mean, it's I mean, if you're using thing. it as a tracker, you could have used pen and paper. I know, I know, but you know, I like the idea of having everything in the box, and I don't always, you know. I don't know. I was just. It was. I don't know. It's just. A, it's a little thing that made that stopped me from thinking. I was like, ah, oh, that's a bit rubbish. You know, a nice little. I don't know. It's something like say Star Realms does it really, really well because what they do is they've got a deck included in in the actual main deck that have got numbered cards, um, for kind of like your influence total. And as you go, you kind of remove cards, so that kind of really helps in terms of kind of counting stuff. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like a cataclysm or anything like that. 
Um, but what is a cataclysm is... <laughs> Kitty cataclysm. Kitty cataclysm, yeah. <laughs> Master of the segue, so I am. Um, you know, it doesn't let's... work so well when you draw attention to it. It's like, it, it oh does, man, no, that's a beautiful invisible no, no, land no, no, that you've no, got no, there. No, no, I do go about and say, kind of tell me and say, that was some joke, or that was a really <laughs> good intro. You know, I mean, you know, um, you know, it's just that's what I do. I can't so, help it. I'm, you know, I'm doing a podcast where I interview people, so let's face it, 99 times out of 100 so far, they listen to me mostly. <laughs> kind of talk away. Kitty Cataclysm, please talk about it. Take me away from this embarrassment that is my voice. So, Kitty Cataclysm is um, a game that can last anywhere from, let's say, 30 seconds up. I think there's been one recorded game in history that was 14 minutes, but that um, out of the several hundreds that have played or seen played, um, I'd say 80% of them are kind of in the 2 to 10 minutes mark with generally five to seven minutes. Um, it started off, actually, the history of it, I'm going to give you a really quick rundown of the history. So it all started about 2013 with a game that a guy called Danish Frank made called Unfair. And in that game, you were passing around these cards, people were stealing from other people, and then the most points would win when the deck runs out. Or if this certain cards was played and it would be oh the game ends and the person who played this card wins now yes. i enjoyed this game i thought it was hilarious he went off to denmark and i said hey i want to try this game can i make my own version he never replied so i went ahead and did it anyway and <laughs> then so i made the game and there was one card in it where you need to stand up someone said oh this physical bit's quite interesting that went through lots of developments and eventually became in a bind and is now sold as Yogi. So, yes. flash forward um, two years ago, and I was thinking, you know what? Back when there was one card in that game that was all about standing up and everything else was about passing cards around and kind of stealing and stuff from each other, I quite fancied exploring that other direction. You know, what would have happened if... You know, I didn't make it physical. What if it was all about the card chaos and just stealing and being mean to each other? And then that evolved and became the game it was about a year ago. And then I liked it. It had zero theme. And then I showed it to some good friends in Dundee, Danny Parker and Lynn Parker, formerly known as Lynn Love. But anyway, Lynn was saying that Hey, you know what would be an interesting theme? If it was like cats. And then you could have a fat cat because fat cats are like stealing stuff. And you could have like claws because, you know, they're being mean sometimes. So hmm, that's an interesting idea. And then <laughs> I thought about, you know, the pun potential because you've got perfect. And, you know. Oh my goodness. Musician. And you've got the cat ass trophy. Which is a trophy of a cat's arse. I'm just going to leave that there for people to figure <laughs> out what you've just said. Um, yeah, and um, there's also Cat so Anna. So, like, it's Anna from the film Frozen as a cat. So it's Cat Anna. <laughs> for goodness sake. 
And um, yeah, and anyway, I'm not going to. So basically, the game is fairly simple. It's just play a card, do what it says. You don't draw a card unless the card tells you to. A lot of them tell you to draw a card or draw multiple cards or steal cards or donate cards, which is giving them to other people or pass them around. But there's two cards in the deck to watch out for. One is, so it's all about having the most meowny at the end. And most cards are good. Most cards are positive. You want to have lots of cards in your hands, except for the two really bad cards, which one of them says anyone with six or more cards in their paws loses their entire kitty. And the kitty is where you've been playing cards into each turn, which accumulates your points. Ah, uh, right, okay. Then the other one says everyone with seven or more cards in their paws loses all those cards. So you've basically got this brilliant hand of cards and then you're like, oh, this is brilliant if the game ends because everything in your paws when the game stops, um, those also count as Meowney. And then... <laughs> Did you just say Meowney as in... Money. Yes, exactly. That's the currency that cats use, Meowney. Where do they keep them then? Where do they keep Meowney? In, in their pockets? Um, in their kitty. <laughs> in their kitty. They keep, keep, keep it in their pockets as well. <laughs> yeah, I've ruined could... that, haven't I? Ruined everything as usual. I should keep my mouth shut. No, no, I like it. <laughs> I like. I mean, you've got to pockets full of. Um, humor, sulfur, tongue goodness. I don't know. Ah, whatever. But anyway, I'll take any compliments <laughs> when I can get them at the moment. Um, but so you said it takes. So you can play like two cards, and then it can be like game over. Well, if you're really bad, and so I played with so a couple of game designers and a co actually three game designers and two people who weren't on the ferry to Essen. And then the first game lasted literally about 30 seconds because they were like, oh, here's a really extreme card, I'll play this. Oh, here's a really extreme card, I'll play this. Third person goes, oh, I can win the game. Thank you very much. And then players <laughs> one and two go, well, I see that what we did was bad. Well, we're not going to do that again. And so once you've bought, it's kind of, if you think that that would just annoy the hell out of you, then obviously this isn't a game for you. And yeah, basically, you, we spoke about it last time and it is a game you need to go in knowing what you're getting. It's a light-hearted game. And in the second game, they were like, okay, we want to play it again. And it took about five, seven minutes and they played about five times, I think, because it's a quick thing and it's not like, oh, are we going to arrive in 10 minutes? We better stop. Or it's more like, oh, we're about to arrive in 10 minutes, we'll play one game and then we'll stop. And so it's perfect for playing in between, you know, when you're waiting for people or whatever. It's just a bit of a laugh. I mean, that, but that's the whole point. There's not, as I say, there's nothing, it's nothing really ever, it's not, the games are so accessible that you seem to produce. As I say, I mean, you've got, I mean, it's like, you're not the um, you're not the person that you see kind of the, the roll up the roll up come and get your kind of fill. It's like when we played Yogi, you were like, you're like you're standing you're standing there wearing this bright red outfit with the uh, a big streak. Of, you had a streak of red in your hair at the time. Just like and all you said was come and play it. Try try Yogi, give it a shot, and 
we did and then we walked away with a copy of it because it was just really really good fun and it's same with Kitty Cataclysm. I mean, this is are you go, are you going to is a plan to go to Kickstarter with Kitty Cataclysm then? Absolutely, I thought that was why I was here. <laughs> <laughs> and when are you, when is it launching? So, um, I I mean, I should talk about the Wibble Plus Plus one as well. So, okay. when is this episode going to be delivered? You reckon? Is it like next week or week? Off? I I can I can sort it out. Don't worry. When when it when is when is it launching? Um. So basically, Kitty Cataclysm. I've not got some a hundred percent exact certainty, but I'm thinking maybe the twenty seventh. Or I'm actually I'm going to. I was thinking either the twentieth or twenty seventh, but let's say for sure it's the twenty seventh for February. Oh okay. Good. Yeah, let's put that in stone right now. This is like, you know, exclusive. 27th of February, I've decided right now, Kitty Cataclysm, Kitty Cataclysm Kickstarter, that's when it's going to be. It's my mum's birthday as well, and she is cat daft. She is. Really? She is, yeah. She is the, the atypical. She's two and a half cats away from being a <laughs> mad cat lady. I'm telling you. She, like, seems to collect cats and then kind of, Feed them so they're the size of small balloons, uh, <laughs> which is true. Um, but yeah, that's her birthday, so she'll wow. be delighted. I'll say, I'll tell you what, you know, I'll just say, you know, there's from, I'll say, there's, I'll say, hi mum, or as I call her, hi crazy cat lady. I'll say, there's another crazy cat lady that's just releasing, <laughs> that's releasing a game about kitty cataclysms, and she'll be delighted. She'll be absolutely thrilled. So there you go. So you heard it here, folks. 27th of February, Kitty Cataclysm is coming to Kickstarter. Try and say that five times fast. But before, before yes. Kitty Cataclysm, it's the Wibble Plus Plus Second Edition. And when is that coming out? So I'm working hard. I'm hoping to get it ready for 30th of January, which at the time of recording is in just a few days. But it might have already happened by the time this hits, which seems fairly likely. So yeah, we'll see. We shall definitely. We shall do. If you're listening to this and it's like the third or the fourth of February, you know I've made an absolute. Basically, if it's between the, it. let's say if it's between the thirtieth to the fifteenth, then you can yes. go and you can still get a great deal for the Wibble Plus Plus Kickstarter because um, every year up until now. Well, for the past three years, not every year. I mean, A, I've only been alive so long, and B, even while I've been alive, I've been doing other things. You know, I didn't come out, you know, making games and producing them every year. So anyway, just for the past three years, I've had a new thing every 1st of August. I'm glad you cleared that up. Yeah, I'm sure that there might be some people quite confused by that. <laughs> so every year, just for the past three years, since for 1st of August, I've released one new thing every 1st of August. Yes, you have. And so this year, it's going to be one entirely new thing, which is Kitty Cataclysm, but also one kind of new thing, which is the Wibble Plus Plus Second Edition. And so that goes to the shops. It's going to be 17 quid um, for like a nice-looking deck, and it'll be, as I say, literally shiny. And... Um, but on the Kickstarter, you'll get it for a wee bit off, like it'll be 15 quid if you're in the UK, or if mm -hmm. you're in the US, it'll be like 17, 18 quid. 
Yeah. And then, but you can buy multiple for a bit of a discount because honestly, like sending overseas, I'm sorry, US folk, but this time I'm not sending, you know, this isn't a US thing. This is me sending it from UK because that's where I'm based. So, you know, you've got to pay the shipping charges for once. So I'm sorry, US folk, but, you know, it's still reasonable and it's still a well-priced thing. And with this one deck, you're getting... You know all these future games and a commitment from me to make one new featured game for the deck every year until I retire, which I think is more of a commitment than possibly anyone's ever made for <laughs> exactly. a board game. And with this deck, like I'm hoping to get it by June, and maybe send it out over June, it, people will get it in June, July, that's the plan, and then it'll be in shops in August, so you'll have a wee bit of time with it, but I'm kind of going to cite July as a kind of worst-case scenario time for people to get it, but really hoping to get all get it in June. So, you know, if you want it, if you want it early, if you want it slightly cheaper, back to Kickstarter, same as the Kitty Cataclysm thing. But mm. if you don't like it, like, if you don't... Listen, seriously, if you want a thematic game... Don't back Wibble Plus Plus. If you want a single game and to be able to go into it and say, this is what I've got and this is a really nicely put together set of things for a single purpose, don't back Wibble Plus Plus. If you want a kind of game all about counting, don't back that. Conversely, if you want a game that's um, about counting and has even Kitty Cataclysm, it's not really cat theme it's more like of a cat sheen but like there's about 30 different um cat puns all the arts you know going to be original and all different by me and it'll be kind of um you know watercolor with a bit of ink i'm really looking forward to get it and get all done and showing everyone and it's again if you want a thematic game that you feel i am a cat i'm sorry but I can't give you that. I can't give you the experience of being a cat. I can't give you the experience of having hundreds of cats crawl over your face, which would actually be quite disturbing. I can't give you that experience. I can't give you the tactile experience of holding a cat in your lap. I can't give you that. But what I can offer you is a game that it takes, you know, between five and ten minutes, generally. And it's generally a bit silly. But some, but it's got a bit of skill, and oh the more goodness. skillful player will win a bit more often. Sometimes they'll lose because there's a lot of luck, but there's also a bit of skill, and hopefully you'll get to really enjoy it. And yeah, back it if you think you'll enjoy it, but don't back it if you um, think you won't. Back it, just back it. <laughs> you want, you need more bears in your life. Everybody needs more bears in their lives, you know. When you meet a lady like Bez, you you automatically think there is there is. I didn't realize there was a Bez shaped hole in my life, but there is a Bez shaped hole in your life. So, um, are you going to Tabletop Scotland? Have you decided yet? Are you? Still oh yeah, yeah. Um, I've already you put are. down my deposit. I'm so delighted by that. That's good. Well, go to Tabletop Scotland then. There's an in, there's an interview that's just gone out with uh, Dave Wright from Tabletop Scotland. 
uh, go to Tabletop Scotland because there's a good reason for going anywhere because Bez is she's going to be there in all her glory. Yep, and yeah, loads of places. If you are in the UK, then City of Games, um, which is the new one from oh, Frank West. Frank West, yeah. In yep. Bristol City, you know, listen to him a bit of time ago on this podcast. And then I'll be at London Anime Gaming Con, where technically I'm just helping out at the convention, but... You know, if you come up and ask me, I'll gladly show you, you know, a wee prototype, Matt's Aircon, and those are the thing. By after Aircon, I'm not going to anything else until after the Kickstarters are finished. So, yeah, okay, okay. If they're interested in keeping an eye on you, um, where can we find you on the interweb nets? Twitter, I am stuffed by Bez. And my website is stuffbybez.com. Yes. And my Instagram is stuffbybez. Yes. And my Facebook is thingsbybez because Facebook doesn't let you have the F and the B next to each other. So I couldn't be stuffbybez. So I'm thingsbybez. But if you search for stuffbybez on Facebook, you'll find me. And we will make sure that we put the links in the show notes so that we have notes to show as always. Um. And as always, this has been an absolute delight. It's always so good to speak to you. And it was fantastic, fantastic meeting you in Glasgow. I look forward to seeing you up in Perth. I'm going to see if I can get down to Aircon this year, but I am not currently sure. Are you going to Compulsion? Yes, I will be, definitely. This year I'll be going to Compulsion. Okay, I'll see you there. Absolutely. Um, If you want to keep a track on what we're up to, uh, because me and Bez were just catching up, you know because we've not seen each other in a couple of months, so we're just catching up. But if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, then Magic. you can see us on, tw- on Twitter. Mag- we're not wizards. We're not wizards. Facebook. We're not wizards. Instagram. We're not wizards. YouTube. Um, uh, that's We're not wizards. We're not, we're not wizards yet. We're not wizards tabletop podcast. You can find us on Stitcher and Spreaker and Acast and Podknife and potentially, fingers crossed, Spotify. Because mm. I was checking and we're still under review and I'm really terrified about what they're going to find if we get somebody in the Spotify team listening to our podcast to see if it's worthy of going on to Spotify. Well, I don't know, know what they that... did podcasts. Yeah, well, apparently that's what they're doing and we've just applied because Podbean allows you to apply through Spotify, so it's quite, nice. um, it's quite cool. Um, and also... Podbean puts all of our podcasts onto YouTube for us automatically, and for Twitter, they're quite, you know, they're really quite, um, they're really quite decent for what they do. Um, as we do say that if you have enjoyed what you've listened to uh, today, um, and yeah, you should have. <laughs> Basically, I usually say, oh, if you have, but you know, you should have. Um, then please consider going to Apple Podcasts and dropping us a subscription. If you like us even more, then drop us a rating. If you like us even more than that, drop us a review. And if you're going to give us a review, then remember not to give us 10 Because stars. that would make us too big-headed. That's right. And don't give us one because... That would make us cry. That would make us cry. Absolutely. You don't but want, us... I mean, Richard Simpson crying, do you? You know, all alone no. in the corner. No, rocking away, wondering <laughs> what I did with my life, you know. So give them something life. in the middle. Yeah. Like, like a, five, like five. That's average. It, yep, and we're like, ve- we're 
We're very average. <laughs> but the person who's not being average oh, is you. the wonderful, the fantastic, the amazing, <laughs> the um, was it the the kind of the force, the shining, the shining light of um, kind of joy and fun and bringing people together just to have a good laugh which is what we experienced in the Glasgow Games Festival it is it is Bez who as I said will have a hurricane named after her if we get round to the bees again and it shall contain feathers feather boas and bits of chicken and, and other such things and everybody that will everything that will pass over she will kind of slightly devastate but leave everybody kind of tickled in the corner as well. So it'll be fantastic. Um, but there's only two more things to do. The first thing is to, uh, is to say that remember that we are many things but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Biz? Well, we may be race cars <laughs> but no. We may be cats but we're definitely not wizards. And the other thing is to say goodbye. So it is goodbye from Bez. Say goodbye, Bez. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. And yeah, have a good time. Bye-bye. And it's a goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe, roll sixes. And uh, look, there'll be Kickstarters are coming. There'll be a wibble and there'll be a kitty cataclysm. And we shall make sure that they're in the show notes. So you, when they come out, you can take a look at them and decide whether or not you are going to have a back uh, have a back have a shot have a kickstart on it um but until the next time goodbye Meow. we may be racers hightailing we may be police folk jailing we may be old sailors sailing but we're not wizards